guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is for cowbell. From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Matt, it is good to be back. Uh, we did take a week off. Both enjoyed our vacations, which we'll get to uh, here after the uh, first ad read. But uh, what else? What else is going on in your world? Yeah, de- definitely going to break down the uh, Big Lane College Tour here shortly. But uh, well, Derek, let's just talk about the music. Let's talk about the intro music. We have to do Man, it. I tried to avoid it we, for the we, first I know, minute. We I couldn't know. even make it fifty we, we seconds. Can't, no, we just need to go ahead and talk about the uh, uh, you know bulldog in the room. We need yeah. to talk about that. Uh, congratulations to all our hell staters out there, all of our listeners that. Um, a lot of them went to Omaha. We know a good number of them went to Omaha. Congratulations on the first ever national championship for the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm chuckling here. I'm looking at both of these guys. I say both of these guys. Let's let the listeners know what's going on. Uh, we, we teased for the last week of our show about a guest host, about a guest host that we were going to be having. Uh, Derek actually worked out to where he was able to come back uh, from his trip a little bit early. So we are sitting here with a, one of our favorite people. Dr. Bryant Trotter is going to be sitting in with us uh, for this show. Uh, Derek and I are going to have a good time with Dr. Bryant Trotter, local business owner, current president of the crew of Fernando. Just a good, good guy. Bryant, how you doing? Guys, uh, glad to be on here. And what are the odds that my inaugural podcast is going to be celebrating the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Yeah, well, there, there's... Bunch of listeners really, really excited that three old Miss grads are sitting there having to talk about Mississippi Actually, State. I blame Bryant for them winning it. I think because he was coming on here, we knew we had planned this before before the finals. This is why this happened. Oh, come on, come on, man! I, this is why this really? happened. I think we're gonna we may blame Vanderbilt on this one, yeah. but uh, with Vanderbilt too, you know, we did uh, visit NC State as sure. our last school. We just picked yeah, it up. Okay, depressing, Depre- depressing. Brutal. Yeah, we'll talk. And, and we'll, we'll get on to that. But yeah, wow. Yeah, so you had a great trip. Went on, like I said, the Big Lane College Tour. I went down to Destin, Florida with in-laws and just had a really good time. Bryant, we're really glad you're here with us, and we'll get more uh, about you here shortly, uh, more about your business, more about growing up, and some really neat things uh, that Brian has done in his life that I think a lot of people really uh, like. Derek, before we get to our presenting sponsor, had an opportunity to want to thank the City of Fernando for the fireworks show last night. Uh, they were canceled or postponed on last Thursday the 1st, and last night they had the fireworks show. Just a great job by the uh, Hernando Parks and Rec Department. Department, the city of Hernando. Um, just, you know, we're going to talk more about the Hernando Alderman, more about the mayor and their group here shortly. But a great job by them. Wonderful fireworks last night. Really, really appreciate them putting that on. And uh, anytime we can get around and see some American flags wave uh, and, and watch some fireworks with some loud music, that's a pretty good time. A lot of uh, pictures on Facebook, uh, I think, going on all day yesterday. Kind of pictures that showed them cutting sure. the grass, getting it ready, preparing. I think the gates opened around 4. People started loading up and just an absolute wonderful night to have it. Beautiful night. Ended up being a beautiful night. And just a great night. I know South Haven had done it the night before, mm-hmm. uh, what, Sunday night. Um, and so uh, just – and Hernando did it last night. So just a really, you know, large way to end the 4th of July weekend. Just Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. And speaking of fireworks, we mentioned just uh, on our last show, we mentioned our presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch, owning a fireworks stand, which – Again, he texted me and said, it is not a fireworks stand. It is a fireworks superstore. Let me tell you something. I, I saw a superstore. It's like a three-story building on oh, the yeah. way. And, one of my tra- and we took a picture of it and yeah. sent it to him. Yeah. 
That's a super store. Well, Lafay- his, his is a good store. Very good store. 9,000 yeah. square feet of uh, Not a lake. tent. Yeah, not a tent. It's not a tent. He made sure it was not a tent. And look, if you're uh, ready to move out of that tent and looking to buy a home in DeSoto County or anywhere in the Mid-South, please reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team in residential real estate for over a decade in DeSoto County. They have over 25,000 closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team, and they were recently voted DeSoto County's best realtor for the fourth time. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Again, that is a free, no obligation market analysis where you can learn the value of your home. You can learn different comps in your neighborhood, comps in Hernando. Now's the time to reach out to Brian and Terry and their team. You can call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Well, Derek, since we have uh, since our last show, uh, the How to Barbecue Right Shop hosted the Winterfest. I believe that went well. <laughs> I believe the Winterfest went well, and so we're so appreciative of the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2021 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for crawfish, barbecue, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to visit his store on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. So real quick, let, before we move on, I want to talk about Malcolm for one second. Smoked some ribs uh, on Sunday and got on the YouTube page of Malcolm with his nice. over a million subscribers. Kind of went step by step with his uh, Malcolm's ribs and used the AP rub, used the hot barbecue rub. It was fantastic. Awesome. Again, thank you to Rochelle and Malcolm for being our 2021 studio sponsors. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention real quick. We Like we talked about, we took about 10 days off, uh, took two shows off, and you did a little bit of traveling. Brian, we may mention what you did on the 4th of July or what sure. you did over the last week as well. But Derek, you don't have to go into detail, but man, a number of people paid attention to your wife's Instagram page, paid attention to your daughter's Instagram page, visited some of the neatest places in the Southeast over the last week. Now, how did, yeah, we talked about the schools we were visiting, and we did hit those schools. Um, Alabama had a really impressive tour. Uh, I think that if you ask Bo, it probably was his favorite tour. Um, they did a good job. Georgia, uh, the Georgia did y'all, camp- did y'all know the lady that gave y'all the tour? Y'all seem to know her. Lisa ended up knowing they had a connection okay. through FIMU somehow okay. or something. Yeah. So at the end, we they kind of figured it out. So she got Bo to take a picture with her. Uh, Georgia, beautiful campus. Yes. Um, Athens was okay, okay. Um, but I was the, the campus is beautiful. Uh, I mean, it was it's just it's different. Uh, it's it's a lot larger than I. Thought, uh, I've never been. That's a lot larger, probably yeah. 125,000 people. So, I mean, you get the good and the bad of a larger right. city. A lot of people compare Georgia to, to Ole Miss. Yes, yeah, a larger so, yeah. Oxford. Yeah, Absolutely. so you think that, yep. but you're talking about it's Campus way wise, yes. Campus wise, yes. But, man, I, I tell you, they have a lot of trees, like that, to the, to the point you can't see the buildings from the road. Sure. Um, so that was, that was nice. There was North Carolina, Chapel Hill is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Is it? Chapel yeah. Hill is what I thought Athens was going to be. Chapel Hill wow, is smaller. Okay. 
I mean, clean. I mean, walkable easily. Wonderful bars, wonderful restaurants, uh, all right there in about a two or three stretch strip, all within half a mile of the school. Wow, yeah. I could move. I mean, Chapel Hill somewhere. I could see my. You know, okay, I could high on the there. list. Yeah, yeah high Chapel on the Hill. list. That was good. And y'all, then, went to, y'all went to Clemson before Chapel Hill. Clemson, Clemson looked really clean. Clemson's very clean. Clemson is small. You know, again, we had to look a lot of this up. Clemson, this is like what Oxford was probably when we were in, when I was in school. About twelve. 000. So about twelve thousand without the students, minus the national titles. <laughs> right, that's right. true. Right. <laughs> yeah, minus Cabo. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, but I mean, so we had about twelve thousand. The students, and then but the school itself is twenty one. Right. So it's about the the school is not much bigger than Ole Miss, but they can get natties. Somehow, yeah. Ole Miss cannot. But um, so they're at twenty one thousand. But so it's only thirty three total. Whereas Oxford's now probably pushing forty to forty five when in school. You know, right? Sure. So again, I was a little shocked at how small because but it was very clean, kind of spread out. But then the schools picked up along the way. Furman, it's beautiful. Yeah, Furman's um, a private school. Private school. Where, where is Furman? Where Furman is, Furman? is um, Greenville, South Carolina. Yes, my sister lived in Greenville. That place is incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. It has yeah. like a Paris Mountain outside of it. It's a very beautiful place. But Furman, the campus, man, it's nice. But it's, you know, I think it's like 50, 80 a year. It's, it's not cheap. Uh, and then we went to Wofford, which is right there also. Wofford was pretty cool. It's in Spartanburg. And then, again, we had some other stuff. NC State was last. And, again, we pulled up to the baseball stadium. You kind of you kind of forget, right? I mean, we're just driving around. Like, oh, here's a baseball stadium. What's the baseball stadium? And we pull up to it. Bo and I at the same time realized, oh, my God. Like, it was dead. There was no activity. I mean, it looked like – I was like, man, this is, kind of feels like a funeral right here. You oh, know? It was terrible. It was oh, brutal. It was brutal. Brutal. Uh, but NC State itself, very spread out. I mean, you know, like the state's – I mean, Mississippi State yeah. is a larger campus right. than Ole Miss, you know, just like, I guess, land size-wise. NC State is huge. It crosses two or three highways. So that was – kind of odd actually wow. they, they had a bunch of land they have not built on um anyway but it was a great tour uh and then um you know did y'all get a tour of that or y'all toured yourself no 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 the ones only ones we toured were north carolina clemson uh georgia and alabama all the rest of them we kind of drove through ourselves maybe picked up a map and did our own little thing duke that is a extremely nice campus with extremely nice buildings they're all like the gothic uh yeah, everyone old. looks the same Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But we all know Duke is very hard to get into and very expensive. But man, it is it is impressive. Well, impressive. let me ask real quick. During the tours and everything, was everything back to normal? Uh, North Carolina was not. North Carolina was virtual. You you got advised on how to do it, but they would not go with you. Uh, everybody else, the other three were were basically normal. Um, you know, Alabama was very friendly. Clemson, I mean, uh, uh, Georgia was very Clemson uh, friendly. Clemson uh, was booked solid, but we had somebody that kind of showed us what to do. Um, and then, but North Carolina is like, you cannot have any kind of contact. It's just, here's what you do. We talked to somebody in the admissions uh, office. I kind of went through it and they showed us what to do and kind of what to, to highlight. North Carolina is still kind of shut down, to be honest. Well, excuse me, that part of North Carolina. Now we finished our trip at the beach in North Carolina, not shut down. <laughs> there, are, there are no masks, there are no precautions. Uh, but they, in, in, I guess the schools and like Duke, Duke was also very strict. Um, well, I mean, academics up the East coast, that's what they're going to be like. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep it real. Yeah. That's a whole other show. Well, amazing what a national championship can do, too, because now Clemson, like you said, book solid for tours, oh, right? Oh, yeah, book so, solid, book solid. Just like Alabama, once Saban got there and started winning, it, it, enrollment through the roof. Yeah, I mean, sure. we, we saw the tours going on, but, I mean, just, yeah, there were no – and not only that, the virtual tours were book solid. Yeah. Wow. And so that's, the, you know, we have coming up or in the next four or five years to moving to, to the 12 teams, that's built in, um, you know, advertisement sure i mean talk about the stuff sorry to go back to it the stuff that started the show mississippi state mississippi state was on national tv espn for 12 days 
Period. You can't buy that exposure. Period. It's just there. It's, uh, it's constantly on yeah. there. They're going against Vanderbilt. They're going against anybody else. I mean, Texas. They played Texas. I mean, two of the you know biggest baseball schools. But like you said, it's just millions and millions of dollars of free advertising by being in Omaha or being on ESPN's sure. channels. It's, you know, it's pretty impressive. So that was a great trip, Derek. Uh, had an opportunity to go down with my in-laws to Destin. Uh, stayed on the east side of Destin. Ton of fun. Stayed in a big house. And, and you know, we all shared that and had multiple levels. Just a great time. Shout out to the Steele family. We really appreciate uh, everything. Had a lot of fun and the kids had fun wilson told me uh, a little bit like bo already getting into college mode uh maybe maybe kind of tried to shoot a shot a little bit you know and and talk to a girl you know that story yeah, he, he, he tried to he, he, tried, he tried well th- he this tried is a story to. i got real quick and i'm sorry listeners but we're gonna enjoy this uh, bryant will like this story uh, like with the y'all, the y'all are in the union or something right Y'all are in the unit or something, and Bo, Bo's, is, Bo's six foot tall, you know, hundred something pounds. I mean, Bo's, uh, you know, college looking kid, and said something to this girl, and she asked him like how old he was or what age he was, uh, yeah, what year he was, and Bo, Bo tried to act like a sophomore, <laughs> <laughs> tried to act like a sophomore, and then she called him out on it, it as like. Like, wait a minute. Oh, no. No, oh, he, no. She asked something about the schedule, and he was hey, totally no, no. Hey, hey, where's your classroom? Yeah, what, what, uh, what, 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 what building is that in? Oh, uh, I can't even name a building. Oh, this is cringeworthy. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. So he had no idea, so he's talking to this girl. and it was, I mean, the parents were close by, right? Yeah, this was uh, at Georgia. Allie and I were not allowed to go. It was oh, I thought only, it was Chapel Hill. Okay. You can only have one guest with yeah, you. Yeah, sure. And so I, I opted out. Lisa wanted pictures. Lisa wanted to hear. So Allie and I did our own thing for about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and so they did that, and I just saw them walking in. And there were three attractive girls yeah. in her. In it is group. Georgia, yes. And uh, he was. Wait, they were students. They were giving giving the tour. They were students. Uh, they were giving the tour. Okay, there were students in his group, and they okay. also given the tour. Yeah. Uh, and so it was. You know, I didn't know all was going on at the time. Of course, Allie and I are just sitting at Starbucks, watching them walk by, giving them the you know the whole thing like that, just sure. embarrassing him. Um, and <laughs> so thumbs up there. Yep, <laughs> the, yep. the air thumb. For you those who don't have ESPN yeah. eight, he just he just pulled the. <laughs> anyway, but it was, it was fun. Uh, but again, I, I do credit the fact that he picked sophomore and not freshman. So, you know, because that's kind of thick on your feet. But, of course, you know, you're going to get called out on it. And, I mean. And well, he, most, sophomores that, uh, so, most sophomores at Georgia are not touring Georgia. That's right. That's, well, not, not, not only that. that I think about and it. You probably have seen, maybe have seen them, especially, you know, if she's not a senior, <laughs> she's probably seen you somewhere. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, but, you know, I guess props. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> And and Bo will immediately want us to delete this yeah, exactly. entire conversation. That's part staying. Bo's gonna, this may be the first. This may be the first time Bo's listening in quite a while. I have, to, have to talk about that. So look, sound like everybody had a good time. Trotter, what you been up to the last week or so? Did y'all family vacation? Man, we uh, just work and and we actually went to the Hernando Bike Fourth of July parade oh, on yeah, Friday. Yes. And uh, like y'all said on the podcast last time, you do it for the Instagram. Sure, get the pictures. Everybody's walking around. That's about it. Walked yeah. around. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, nobody got hit by a car, which, which is very good. Then we went to Clarksdale. My wife's from Clarksdale and did a little fishing rodeo there. And my, my little girl, Annie, was sick, so it kind of changed our plans a little bit. So we just kind of hung out with friends on, on the 4th and, and, like I said, cooked some of Malcolm's ribs. And this is a great, great weekend. I mean, great we live weekend. in such an awesome town. I mean, we talk about that all the time. I always liked the, the July 1st little parade or Saturday before the 4th parade or whatever it was. Absolutely. That, that's always such a, a good time. And you know, they used to follow it up with a movie. I know they didn't do it this year. Yeah. I think they're still coming out of COVID. But I mean, we stayed. There would be like a watermelon eating contest followed by a movie at dusk. You know, I the hope they, they add a little more. That, 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 would, be, that would be great if oh, they it was, did yeah, I mean, like I watched yeah. the, the B movie we watched there. There was a journey to the center of the earth was one year. I mean, my kids stayed until it was over. I and mean, yeah. we talk about 
about nine forty five. Uh, nice. But just to be really cool. Well, most of the bike parades in Hernando end up at Uncle Bubba's. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where they end up. So, hey, look, let's turn our attention. Let's move on from our, uh, you know, last 10 days or so. And, and, again, we live in such an awesome town. But part of living in such an awesome town is business that has to be done. Derek, we have new mayor. We have a new board. They were sworn in Friday the 25th. So a number of new members of the board and their job starts tonight. tonight. Yeah, starts tonight. You've got some information about what they're going to be talking about tonight. Catch us up to that. Yeah, the agenda is not usually as long as it is because they really don't have any kind of planning or anything tonight. What this meeting mainly is for is to reinstate everybody and or appoint people, new people, to positions for the next four years. Now I'm going to read through this really quickly. Uh, I hope that the listeners don't mind me kind of going through the agenda. We will talk about all this again on Friday if there's any kind of upsets or any discussion. Uh, but of course, after you get the consent agenda, basically the next 15 items are approving people. Amy Claire Holder as city clerk. This will be a new city clerk appointed, Amy Claire Holder. Pam Pyle as the uh, as clerk effective 719, so a kind of an understudy clerk. Uh, Scott Worsham, police chief. Marshall Berry, fire chief. Cassandra Perry as court clerk. Uh, Anthony Nowak as a municipal judge. Adam Emerson as a municipal judge. Uh, number 15 is uh, up there. Uh, appoint a city attorney. No name listed. Okay. Uh, so they will, that will be a discussion point tonight. Appoint Elizabeth Page Williams as prosecutor. Appoint Russell Jordan as prosecutor. Appoint Stacey Spriggs as public defender. Appoint Clay Vanderberg as public defender. Uh, elect mayor pro temp. Now, again, that one of these seven aldermen will have to be a mayor pro temp. Usually... I'm not saying it's always based on longevity of how long you have been. So sure. that would, of course, lend itself to be maybe Andrew. Uh, but they'll have to vote on that. But this is when the mayor is gone, who will preside over the meetings when he's not there? So they will. that's not listed. That will have to be discussed tonight. Correct. Uh, appoint a planning commission members, the ones that are listed to be appointed. Terry Ashworth, Russell Jordan, again. Keith Hawkins, Shay Skeen, Adam Clark, Jordan Brumbelow, Robert Carter, and Kevin Thorne. Uh, so those will be the ones that will be put up for the uh, planning commission. Now these some are, of them have been on the planning commission already, and some are new. That's right, some yes. are new, and these are appointed by the alderman. Correct. So each alderman gets to appoint one planning commissioner. But I uh, also want to mention the only one that is not mentioned on here to be appointed in any form or fashion is the parks personnel. Correct. Uh, there are no parks. Uh, you know that was the only I guess head that was not talked about uh, as to be appointed, uh, and that will be covered in the executive session. Okay. So Derek, let me ask a question. The names that you did li- just listed are the majority of those names new, or have they been have they been a part of whatever committee or, or title that, that they are? Or do you know? Uh, well, okay, the fire chief and the police chief are the same. Uh, the city clerk is different. Uh, the I guess the understudies the the Pam Pyle uh, she'll be effective seven nineteen. She's obviously new. Emerson Adam Emerson has been a judge, but he was recently appointed by the former mayor about just about a year ago, yep. so he hasn't been too long. Of course, the city attorney will be new. Um, but we don't know who that is yet. We don't know who that is yet. Uh, Russell Jordan was just uh, designated as prosecutor. I'm not sure about Paige Williams. Uh, and I, I believe, uh, I don't think that Nowak was a municipal judge. Now, he is the attorney for the Board of Supervisors. I don't know if he was currently a municipal judge. Um, and then, of course, the public defenders, I'm not sure about it. reason I ask, uh, seems like a lot of change going on in Hernando when it comes to leadership. And, and it's an exciting time because... I feel like Hernando's kind of coming to to a, a a head on a lot of issues, and it's going to be interesting to see how this new leadership goes about it. 
Absolutely. And a lot of people, we, Derek and I interviewed a number of candidates. I mean, every alderman candidate sat down with us, mayor candidates. So they're ready to, to get to work. I mean, I know that's stuff. We know some of them sure. personally. They're really, really ready to get to work, learn how the meetings work, uh, learn all about the different things. I think it's going to be a pretty, um, what's the word? I'm, I'm also going to say pro growth or anything. I'm not gonna say, I think it's going to be a board that wants to get things done. Meaning if it's on our yep. agenda, what are we talking about? Let's get something let's do done. Yep, if we got right. a project that's been dragging, let's get it done. And I think a lot of Hernando people, uh, you know, are very interested in that and, and excited about that. Derek, that was pretty interesting, though. We'll have to give more information about it from the the Parks and Rec, you know, director not being appointed. Uh, you know, no problem. I mean, that's just kind of yeah. And again, we won't know the we don't know, but we, that's we don't know. And the, it's, it is executive session. Yeah. So we will not have the results from that. Uh, Tell everybody what an executive session means. Executive session means is that at the end of the meeting, um, if there is, if it's on the agenda, that they can call a executive session whereas every, all the public has to leave correct now they can have discussions nothing can be voted on uh, outside of you know it's just discussions but you can't they can't vote on anything it has to be on public record the executive sessions are not on public record so they call these and basically it's a discussion it allows them to get together they can have back and forth or whatever but then in order to adjourn the meeting they have to call it back into a regular meeting to finally adjourn the meeting uh, the notes for the executive sessions obviously are never released um, but basically, basically like a sidebar it's like a sidebar it's a sidebar but it could be part of the next agenda, okay. right? Because if there's something that they want to see come out of an executive session, they have to put it out for the public to be able to hear it. You know, it could be the next meeting. It could be a year from now uh, at some point. But, yeah, that's what the executive sessions are, are for. Well, good luck to the new board for starting, getting things started. We know several of them personally. They're really excited and getting ready to work for it. Derek, when we interviewed uh, Mayor Johnson, he's really ready to get to work and excited. So, you know, good luck to him for the next four years. Good luck to the board for the next four years. Uh, the Under the Water Tower podcast has been uh, full of uh, political stuff. It's not a political show, but politics is a topic. And we've been uh, very hot and heavy for the last five months about it. And, uh, and so, you know, good luck to them. Let's turn our attention up north. We're going to go to South Haven. Similar type thing, South Haven Alderman meeting. Moving up north, Derek, what's going on? South Haven Alderman meeting. Same thing. This is, I'm sure, going all across the state sure. and, and across the nation for other states that have the, the uh, excuse me, July 1st to June 30th. Uh, you know appointments like this. Um, they also have city personnel appointments. Now they don't list theirs uh, on their agenda. It's just basically police chief, fire chief, city prosecutors, etc. So we'll have those names for you on Friday. Kind of who's appointed. If there's any discussion on those, if there's any that are out there, um, and so we'll have that for you on Friday. They also are looking though at a couple other things. Um, they are uh, well, they'll do with the commissioners, uh, the planning commission, but they're also doing their election commissioners. So that's something a little different. Uh, Hernando's not doing that. They're also looking at moving a polling location. Uh, that was used to be the fire station number four on Getwell Road. I think we all know the main one right across from Silas Square. They're now moving that to the uh, Parks, I guess, building, which is the used to be the Bank Corps South. Now it's the Bank Plus building uh, on Pine Tar Alley. They're moving the actual uh, election or the polling station to that building. So that'll be talked about. Uh, and then you have basically they're going to adopt a city employee handbook. And now we did mention this last time. There were, there were a couple of things they wanted to change. The mayor said, no, we're going to look at the whole thing. They've got the whole thing. There's 500 pages in oh this agenda. <laughs> I, not going to read through that. Not gone through the whole thing, but they'll be looking to do that. There's also um, something else, an agreement with MDOT for some road construction going on around the state line and 55 area. So I'm going to kind of delve into what that is and what the discussions are on that. We'll have that for you on Friday. And then, of course, as always, we'll finish with the mayor's report. Exactly right. Uh, Derek, I mean, Brian, do you enjoy our South Haven Alderman talks? Look, look, let me say this you uh, skipped about through South Haven. It, uh, I kind of went – Brain dead for a second there, but it's fine. No, I, I'm so impressed with with the vision 
that right now South Haven has with what they're doing with the Silo Square area, with the with the walking path. It, it's and look, I know some people in South Haven may not want to see the growth, the direction they're doing. But as someone on the outside looking in, I was very impressed with with Mayor Musselwhite during y'all's uh, interview with him not too long ago. It, it just seems like that they're really making a lot of big moves there, and and, and it's something to really watch and 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 be happy for them because they're doing a great job. What benefits the county, which we'll talk about in just a second. I mean, benefits the Soto County, uh, the, the tax revenue and, and the name. I sure. mean, anytime the word, you know, Google's mentioned and moving to town, that's a pretty big deal for DeSoto County. So, I mean, yeah, and Muscle White and them are doing a great job. And the three of us sitting here, maybe go to concerts, enjoy those type things. Absolutely. So that what the Silo Square uh, is becoming, the changes at Snowden Grove are going to be really neat for the next 10, 15, 20 years. That's going to be an area that we're going to partake in and, and enjoy. It's going to be an area that our kids, you know, partake in. Uh, should they come back to the area? So pretty, pretty darn neat. And I think that what you you know need to understand from that is that it comes from commercial tax revenue. Yes, yeah, sure. Which is being you know business friendly. Uh, the the planning department has been business friendly, and then also it comes you know, on the sports side of it. It comes from the pennies for the parks, uh, which I know that this board is going to address again at some point in this next four years. Good. And with a vision, with the right plan. Should be something that Hernando should consider right. because we see what it has done for South Haven. So I think this is all things that uh, people in the city want to talk about and want to see. I do think you nailed it, though, when you said vision, have the right vision, have the right plan. Give Hernando residents something to be excited about and want to vote for that as opposed to not having a, a clear vision. So back to mayor talk for a second. I'm really excited about Chip coming on and, and talking with y'all. I think he's planning on doing that yeah. every Couple months, couple or months. That's, that's gonna be great. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be wonderful. Be yeah. first one. Cannot right. wait for that. So, well, as a mayor or elected official, you know, mayor or governor or something like that, you got to look for things like, all right, what are what are my constituents listening to? Uh, not to toot our own horn or anything, but we're growing every day. Absolutely. Uh, the, and the people that listen to our show, I would say, vote at a clip of ninety. 99%, I would venture to say. The rest of them, you know, they, they, they listen for, you know, jokes about Wienerfest and stuff like that. But, you know, but most of our listeners are going to be voters, and that's who Chip needs to reach out to and, sure. and pay attention to Absolutely. for sure. Well, Derek, turning the page now, after July 4th is when a lot of parents, a lot of definitely a lot of uh, school teachers and stuff like that take the month of June off. But, man, July really starts to look more towards, hey, the start of school coming up the first week of August. You've got some information about school being delayed for some students that we cover. What you got? All right, so we mentioned probably three or four podcasts ago about all of the construction going on. There's, you know, air conditioners being added to some schools that we cover on our podcast and other ones getting classroom additions and stuff like that. And so, you know, kind of wanted to give an update on that. There, you know, the school, last school board meeting, uh, Jerry White, who's the plant maintenance director, he kind of went up there and said, hey, look, because of material delays, there will be some schools that will not be ready for the August 5th when the classes start. One of the schools is Lewisburg uh, High School. It's in the middle of an eight classroom addition. Uh, and then the other project delays will be at DeSoto Central Primary and Lewisburg Intermediate. I mean, a lot of these setbacks have to do with, of course, bricks. Brick delivery has been an issue. That's prevented some of the projects from moving forward. Um, and this is based on the base of the color of the brick. So that was an issue. And, of course, you know, trying to, I guess, reverse an order or re replace an order. That's taking, you're, you're talking about weeks out at that time. Uh, another one is uh, DeSoto Central Primary and Lewisburg Intermediate. They've been pushed back uh, waiting on steel. Steel has been an issue uh, trying to get steel in 
struggling to kind of finish things. So you're looking at those. He expects them to be ready maybe by the end of August, beginning of September. So probably one month of and they're just going to delay the whole school. No, no, no. They're not delaying the start of school. They're delaying the opening of these classrooms. They're delaying that sort of thing. So you may have to. So school will start as normal. Yeah, school will start as normal. Okay. It just they'll have to be maybe in a trailer for a month, and they may have to be. (laughs) All right, kids, we're going under the tree over there. (laughs) Um, So anyway, there will be some, but they're going to get it done. Yeah. Again, he says it's going to be. This is quoted as to be saying somewhere towards the end of August when the project is complete. So again, you know, this is. end of August, 1st of September, they should have everything done. But I think that everybody understands that, especially our county that depends so much on construction, you know, materials are an issue. Builders see it every day. Residential home builders is now affecting our schools through no fault of the schools themselves, uh, through no fault of the county. I think the county has done a good job trying to, you know, maintain or overseeing it, maintaining it. It just, you know, this is stuff that happens and uh, it may be having the kids be in their normal classrooms delayed about a month. Well, let me just give a quick shout out. If you recall, when Corey Elselton sat down with us last fall, he mentioned an addition of like maybe eight, 10 classrooms for Hernando High School. That finished last week. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely amazing. That finished last week. Not the inside. I don't know what the inside looks right. like, but they laid the side. It's done. It's sitting right there by the band field. If you get a chance to pass by there, the brand new and, one. Yeah, and that but one's I'm not how, mentioned. Yeah, I'm talking about how amazing that was. Right, that one's not mentioned, so it looks like those those yeah. 10 classrooms will be ready by August 5th. Tuesday after Labor Day. Just kind of act like that. Maybe go ahead and right. do that. Tuesday after Labor Day uh, type situation. I, I, I know they're working their tails off for what sure. What I was looking for was it did not say that any of the schools that were getting the new HVACs would be affected. That is key for the month of August. You want to make sure those are in and operating, you know, efficiently because that would be miserable. We don't know if the air conditioner is currently working in the uh, in the, <laughs> the podcast in, in the barbecue right. How to barbecue yeah, right? It's, uh, it's it's a little warm this morning there, Matt. I'm you, we, stuff. Did, did you write sure the check? Did you mail the check in? Did you mail the I, check? Actually, no, I have not. It is. It is <laughs> Let's, get that, Let's get that done. Let's get that raised over. I, that check. That may be why the air conditioner is uh, dragging a little bit. But but look, uh, DCS, they're working their tails off. Corey Elselton and the team over at DCS, they're doing the best they can there in July, and uh, they do such a great job with all our kids and stuff. So shout out to them. We're going to talk more about the DeSoto County Schools especially Hernando teachers here shortly with something pretty neat. Derek, we're going to zoom through real quick. We've, we've taken up a lot of time, but we're going to zoom through state news, state news. There's seven new laws, seven new laws that you felt like the UTW podcast listeners might want to know about. Uh, a lot of the people may want to know about the uh, new liquor law. So uh, let's talk about that. All right. I'm going to read this very quickly. Um, and some of these may affect all of us. Some of the other ones may affect just a few people, but I think everybody in, you know, somebody in Minnesota County could be affected by all these. The first one is if you have an occupational license from another state, in most cases, you will now be allowed to have that license recognized by Mississippi licensing authorities. That license must be in good standing for at least a year. But however, this does not cover attorneys or doctors, but it does cover veterinarians, dentists, nurses, accountants, and cosmetologists. I should have been listening. <laughs> so don't, don't zone out on me. Yeah, so again, if you have an occupational license from another state, so if you're licensed as a dentist in another state, Mississippi will now recognize your license as a dentist. There you uh, go, Brian. So if you were looking, well, you Brian, yeah, Great. If, if DFDC was looking for someone out of state, they, they can move right in. And be taken on. Uh, next, K-12 through teachers and teachers assistants. Of course, this is something we've covered several times on here. $1,000 pay raise is now in effect starting right. July 1st. And again, we much know. Much deserved. Much deserved. Much deserved. Much and deserved. remember, the county matched it with another 100 on top of that. Can the teachers lay brick? Because that will help. <laughs> <laughs> that will help. Once they get the brick. Yeah, exactly. Once they get the brick to help speed that the process. That will help quite a bit. All right, the next one, Matt. This is the one you, you just alluded to. House Bill 1135 allows home delivery of beer, wine, and liquor from liquor stores and other retailers in a 30-mile radius of the stores. Dry counties are not included, 
and no sales are allowed on Sundays or on Christmas days. The hours are just basically the same as the liquor store hours. They are from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, the rest of the week, and purchasers and delivery drivers must be at least 21. There's a certain uh, liquor store owner here in Hernando that is thrilled about this law. That uh, is, I, yeah, is yeah. really excited about it. You uh, think it's going to be something pretty neat here in Hernando? I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I honestly, from listening to him, he expects a lot of late night calls, a lot of. 930, possibly, 930, exactly. 935 calls. Possibly dealing with underage situations. Sure. Uh, it, it's it from from what it sounds like to him, big headache. Yeah, have it, to hire drivers. Yeah. Um, if they leave that up to the does a driver those, have to be twenty one and up? Yes. Uh, that, yes. yes. Okay, oh well, my gosh. There you go. So yeah. I think that bill. There's a lot more kind of to it than of what what was. Uh, what was intended. Okay, the next one, a concealed carry permit may be combined with a driver's license or state ID card under Senate Bill 2253. Senate Bill 2313 addresses the names, images, and likenesses. Now, this is Here one of the go. ones we've talked about. All right, so names, images, and likenesses, this is that uh, could add, that does impact uh, most Mississippi college athletes. The bill will allow Mississippi uh, athletes to receive compensation if their image, name, or likenesses is used in advertising. Uh, of course, we know this has gone to effect in the first five, what, five or six days. There have been many interesting, I guess, uh, people, I guess, signing up for different brands. Uh, we have a, um, we now have two Milo's tea. Correct. Yep. Is that, but two Milo's tea of, I guess, representatives now, uh, the an Alabama player and an Auburn player uh, doing Milo's tea. We have Raisin Cane's. This is my biggest beef. I'm going to be honest so far. The, uh, the Oklahoma, what's his name? A Rattler? Spencer. Spencer Rattler is the now the, the I guess, the spokesman for Raisin Cane's. I mean, you have to get somebody from Baton Rouge for that. Yeah. Like, well, I don't that, understand that'll come. that. That'll yeah. come. Well, yeah. there's nobody good from Baton Rouge right now. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, that's Who would L- you have? A lot going LSU on have a quarterback. At, at LSU right now, <laughs> too. So. There's a, a lot, lot going on, on at LSU. LSU. Yeah. They so. might have bigger problems. Yeah, yeah. maybe they're staying yeah. away from that right now. Probably not going with the Raising Canes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but you, you've seen that going on, and uh, I know that there our, our school, Ole Miss athletes now, are saying you can. I'll come to your birthday party for X amount of dollars. Well, let me ask. So Ole Miss – Quarterback Matt Corral is only asking for ten thousand dollars for his uh, appearance fee. Right. So, when Mardi Gras ball. To what the, we uh, oh, do, do we, do we put that for the Mardi Gras ball there, there you President go. Trotter? Uh, I was thinking under the water tower, <laughs> uh, uh, private spot there. But sure, we could do that as well. I, I will say this: I mean, that is my that's my son Wilson's favorite player. If Matt Corral came to his birthday party for an hour, I'd pay a thousand bucks. You're gonna have to multiply that. No, by no, 10. no. I, I know, but I'm just saying I wouldn't pay ten. Well, that's what I'm but I'd pay a thousand dollars for right sure. now because because the smile on Wilson's face. Oh, no doubt, would be no doubt. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, I think that maybe that it may be one of those things. Okay, I'm putting it out there for ten. I got no bites, sure. and I'm getting bites Absolutely. at five. I'm getting bites at one. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, and of course, then they're also allowed to have an a, an agent yeah. to help them with that. Now they can't be searching for NFL jobs right, right now. Sure, that's sure. A, that's still considered illegal. But to actually help them with you know sponsorships, getting uh, opportunities like that, they are allowed to hire, hire well, an agent. Well, Derek, this brings stuff above the table. That's right. And if we act like things, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, if we act like that stuff has not been happening under the table for the last gazillion years, you're freaking kidding yourself. This is a big deal. Now, there still is, again, there you still cannot do pay for play, right? You cannot get Correct. a $100 handshake Correct, yes. just because you walk down the street and your name is such and such. Correct. There has to be some type of service provided in order to be paid, and the service cannot be, oh, you had a good game this week. Okay, so that that still is considered a no no, but you can pay them, you know, for sponsorships and other things. Cannot like that. be used during the recruiting pitch as well. That's correct. So they, that you correct. can't say if you sign with so and so, we will, you know, you will be our sponsor. Right. And That's I've, against I, the rules. Yeah, and I haven't seen any pre college players 
do it yet. There are a lot of, I mean, hundreds of players a day are signing up with Barstool, yep. which mm-hmm. we all pay attention yep. to. Barstool's adding, you know, every day to their lineup of players and stuff. And so much of that stuff is just them helping. What Barstool's doing is looking and say, hey, how many Instagram followers do people have? Right. How no many? Doubt. How many TikTok? followers that people have and stuff like that. So oh, that's, that's, what's the, the uh, LSU, LSU gymnast? LSU gymnast, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's set to make millions. Uh, just an FYI, <laughs> uh, go back to my son again. <laughs> Wilson watched every LSU gym, women's gymnastics event this year. Yeah, because of her. Yeah, really. Yes, Olivia Dunn. I mean, he, because he and he didn't say anything about her being a gymnast. He talked about her being a TikTok star. Yeah, Dunn. I mean that's when, how he knew when this she thing, was. When this thing was done, I don't know when it was actually signed off on back in March or April. Yeah, one of Bo's first comments was. The LSU girl will make the most money. That's it. And it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't even. And so when it came, when it started out, and I said, Oh, Bo, didn't you say something? He's like, Yeah, uh, here she is right here. I mean, yeah. Same thing. Just, yeah. they all know who she They're is. TikTok and I'm stars, like, Instagram. I have no sure. idea who you're talking about. It is totally different than we grew up and stuff, but it is the uh, way of the world. One of the main guys of this, I, I should have clicked on the article and read this, was you remember the guy who, uh, the player at USC, the blind kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was, ta- he, I won't say he Snapper. was taking, yeah. yeah, he, I won't say he was taking advantage of. One of his uh, his face on sh- on a shirt with sunglasses yeah. was a huge seller for USC. They just, I mean, they made tons of money off of him. Well, I mean, think about well, it. Well, so mean, now he's now he's part of it. Like he has started a business to help kids through this. That's all. That's, that's, that's his new business. That's yeah. great. I mean, I mean, think about. It. I mean, the ones, and you can go back only five and seven years ago. Think about Johnny Menzel. How much could he have? Oh paid? gosh. Well, he, he he made a lot anyway. Exactly. Well, he, he did, but he could have made <laughs> he, he a lot made a more lot. in yeah, his yeah. two year, you know, two or two and a half years at Texas A and M. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I, all three of us are Ole Miss guys. How, how I mean, the, the Manning family does not struggle by any stretch. No. But what what would the Manning family look like? And they would they would have done so much with it for good. Oh yeah, sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Hey, let's raise money for children's hospitals and stuff like that. What else you got? Dude? All right, so the last two. Uh, this was pretty quick. A task force to study Mississippi domestic laws and including divorce, uh, was created under Senate Bill 2621. A lot of stuff going on to maybe changing some of the laws, the rules, when they look at the divorce and other kind of domestic laws, you know, making them a lot tougher because of everything that's been going on. And then the last one, those identified as males at birth cannot participate in female sports activities under Senate Bill 2536 starting July 1st. So seven laws right there affecting the state of Mississippi, affecting its citizens. Well, Derek, these new laws are, are maybe a little bit overwhelming to you or new things going on in Mississippi, and you want to take a break for a week or two, now's the perfect time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a tropical getaway, a cruise, a Gulf Coast vacation, anywhere in the U.S., Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach these ladies at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022, and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or email her at s s h e r o n 
at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay. Call today. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and longtime resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. That's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them at their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, it's our Tuesday show. We're, again, glad to be joined by Bryant Trotter, co-owner of the Soto Family Dental Care. We're going to visit with Bryant here shortly. Just a great guy, a good friend of uh, Derek and I for a long, long time, so looking forward to visiting with him some more. But, Derek, before we talk about that, let's talk about the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to us by Rob Long, DeSoto County Museum, right here across from the Bancorp South on Commerce Street, open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Rob Long and his staff would love to welcome you at the DeSoto County Museum and show you all around the great exhibits, uh, the wonderful things that they have on display. Derek, tell us this week's Fact of the Week. Matt, this week's Fact of the Week is something we've kind of alluded to before, uh, not really the Fact of the Week, but we have to talk uh, on this podcast as another fact dealing with uh, the courthouse that we have, our I guess, historic courthouse square uh, that Hernando is lucky enough to have. Uh, but want to talk about the fact, I don't know if it, many people realize, we have had four courthouses uh, on that site. So this is the fourth uh, courthouse uh, that Hernando has had since its existence. The first house, the first, excuse me, the first courthouse was constructed in 1836 and located about one-fourth of a mile south of the present location. Uh, this was uh, basically a log cabin type courthouse that was built again, and it lasted until the early 1850s when it burned. The second courthouse was a wood frame structure also, not, but not necessarily a log structure, which was constructed at, uh, on the present site soon after the first courthouse burned. This courthouse, the courthouse number two, was burned by Yankees in 1863, uh, the second structure during one of the several occupations of Hernando by the Union Army. One room of the building was salvaged, however, and it was used for the courthouse until 1870. In 1870, this is when the, uh, I guess the fundraising started uh, for the magnificent French castle-looking courthouse that we've all seen pictures of, and that's, that's the one that we talked about before. That project started in 1870. Uh, the Lebeau uh, acquired the plans for the French Norman castle. Uh, and so he gave the plans to the architects, and, and that started to become, uh, you know, what it was going to be. Uh, the magnificent French castle cost the taxpayers 
Uh, and it was accepted by the Board of Supervisors in November 14th of 1872. Now, that castle costs $41,000. I don't know what that is in today's money, but I'm going to say it's not uh, 41000 Three two-by-fours. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in, eight, in 1935, they actually added an addition to that courthouse, uh, which would, made it a little bit larger. However, on midnight of Saturday, February 24th, 1940, the townspeople were horrified as the magnificent castle also caught fire. So, unfortunately, the first three courthouses... Are, are, uh, we, are we due brutal. for another courthouse fire? Oh, yeah. I'm just all call, all worried. Fire. Uh, the courthouse be- uh, bell was said to have told and told that night as firefighters from Senatobia and Memphis came to help the town save their historic courthouse. Uh, as the blazes leapt toward the sky, townspeople swarmed to the scene and went into the building to save as much of the county records uh, as they could. Uh, and then, of course, we have the present courthouse, uh, which was begun soon after that one burned. Around 1940 to 1941, construction started. It cost approximately $200,000 to $250,000, and it's still there today. Wow, Derek, just an amazing thing we take for granted. I mean, we have the beautiful courthouse that we have now that we spend so much time around, but just we take it for granted. They're not always there. You know, so some pretty interesting stuff. Thank you, Rob Long, for another great DeSoto County Fact of the Week. We appreciate Rob and what he does for us each and every week. Derek, he also gives some really good facts of the week for the OB Pod, uh, our brother podcast over in Isle Branch. Just does a wonderful job. Please stop by and visit with Rob and his staff Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Stop in there anytime. You do not have to make an appointment. You can take a tour anytime, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Just a wonderful place to take your kids, friends, family, uh, family that might come into town. Show them around Hernando. Show them around the DeSoto County Museum about the place, the wonderful county we live in. And, Derek, speaking of the DeSoto County Courthouse and the grounds that it currently stands on, it's a great time to mention the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. For more information about the Farmer's Market, you can contact Gia Matheny, Community Development Director, at 449-9092. That's 449-9092. Derek and Bryant, just a few facts about the Farmer's Market. In 2020, the market had more than $379,000 in sales that went directly to the vendors' local farms and businesses. In 2020, the market had 70-plus vendors that comprised of more than 50 local farmers. The Hernando Farmer's Market is is open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday, May 1st through October. That's May 1st through October, every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Please visit the Hernando Farmer's Market. Derek, we typically talk about DeSoto Family Dental Care and mention them in an ad, but we're going to let, uh, we figured a 15 or 20 minute uh, conversation with one of their owners would be uh, plenty for that ad. So we're going to skip uh, skip ahead of that. want to keep mentioning our newest advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that services DeSoto County, Marshall County, Tate County, and Tunica seven days a week. They offer 13 and 20 yard roll off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. Their dumpsters are in good conditions, so do not be an eyesore in your driveway as well. You can call them at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. That's desotodumpsters.com to learn about their pricing, to book a dumpster, to book the exact time to come back and get it. Everything you need to do with North Mississippi Dumpsters can be done on their website. They offer completely touchless service. Just an amazing, neat thing. Desotodumpsters.com or call them at 901 299 
Podcast also brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Now's the time to reach out to Richard for weekly mowing, bi-monthly mowing, tree trimming, summer cleanup, anything needed outside of your home. Let Richard come out and give you a price. You can give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Well, Derek, typically you would uh, do an ad for DeSoto Family Dental Care, but we're going to skip that, as I just mentioned. Tell us why we're going to skip that. We're skipping that because we have one of the, I guess, two owners and one of the three dentists uh, located at DFTC, DeSoto Family Dental Care, uh, with us this morning. Of course, he's been joining us all morning. You've, you've heard his wonderful voice uh, up until now. And uh, we want to, again, officially welcome Dr. Trotter to the show. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, one thing that I'm excited about being here for is my wife is actually a member of Magical Destinations, which Matt read earlier. We believe in this podcast. This, this is wonderful, especially for somebody like me that doesn't really keep up the best with, with Alderman News and, and things like that. And there is a reason why Derek came today, because Matt and I probably were not the best oh, ones what are you, to, what are you about? We're to, to watch a, uh, an Alderman <laughs> meeting. And, and so, Derek, thank you for that. But uh, no, it's, it's great to be here, guys. Thanks for asking me to be on. Derek told me he was going to be home a bit early, could sit in with us and do the show with us on the 5th. And I continued to you know, drop hints like, hey, man, we got it. We got it. But he was not taking no for an answer. <laughs> smart man. He's, he's a smart man. Well, look, we're glad to have him here, of course, and glad to have you. So let's talk a little bit, uh, Brian. Again, you're a good friend of me and Derek, uh, You know, been friends with us for a long, long time. Um, let's visit about your business. Uh, well, actually, before we talk about DeSoto Family Dental Care, let's talk a little bit about you from the Delta, which as a number of our listeners are from the Delta. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're, you're from Greenwood. Uh, no, no, <laughs> Greenville, Greenville, that, that is... I did uh, that on purpose, I told yeah, you. Yeah, a little mix there, that mix-up happens a lot around here. Yeah. So basically, grew up in Greenville, uh, went to Washington School, which actually, we played North Point, which at the time was called SBEC. Um, so real quick, Derek's chair here at the uh, Under the Water Tower podcast exactly. says SBEC on it. Fantastic, exactly. love it. But so, uh, graduated in 03, went to Ole Miss till 07, and got... A chance to watch Eli's senior year, which was fantastic. Dumpster fire after that. Uh, and then went to Jackson, Mississippi in 2008. Lived there for four years um, where my wife and I got married my D4 year of dental school. And then we moved up to Hernando, which at the time we thought Hernando – where where is this place Hernando? But luckily, my my buddy Colin Tackett, who works for uh, Guarantee Bank here in Hernando, he basically rushed me to to come to this uh, come to this town, and it's just been it's been a blessing, man. We we love it. Great place to to raise a family, and and like you said, got got to meet you fellas, and uh, yeah, been, been here for nine years. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the uh, the weekend, y'all's first weekend, and and sure. Hernando here I, shortly. Absolutely, it kind of leads into another topic of, of conversation. Well, I, I want to say that you know you talked about your years being oh three to oh seven, and you got that one good year, and there was a dumpster fire. Oh, terrible. My first year was Joey's done one year of coaching, Ooh. and then led into probation. Finished with uh, 98. That was with um, Tuberville. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tuberville walking away and just leaving his high dry. So my my years also, I had one good year, one maybe, hey, we're going to be really good year, but then Tuberville decides not to offer, you know, scholarships to kickers, and that was horrendous in Tuscaloosa, and then it all falls apart. So, yeah, it was a pretty brutal four years for myself. Yeah, (laughs) that that wasn't the uh, golden era in Ole Miss Miss Athletics. I would say, hang on. So I was there from 96 
nine, well, I was there from 97 to 2000, so I actually had a pretty good year. Actually, from Louisiana, we never lost LSU while I was there. Yeah, wow. that's ba- pretty ba- good. Back-to-back wow. home yeah. games at well, yeah, Baton Rouge, we went yeah. down there. Deuce McAllister and Joe Gunn are still running in Baton Rouge. Yeah, they, like they're, right still, they're still they're – they're, they're, they're like 200 yards each now. We're so, Brian, them. one of the reasons we want to bring you on, want to visit about your business, of course, and, and so forth. DFDC has been in existence, golly, for – I mean, for the longest time. Decades. Yeah, yeah. decades. Literally so, decades. Absolutely. Dr. Seymour started the set of family dental care in, I believe, the the 70s, uh, 80s. He, he, he has just been a rock star. He, he has been in Hernando from the beginning. Um, I, I always tell people, I learned more from Dr. Seymour in my first six, six months than I did my entire four years of dental school. Of course. Um, he... He's just incredible, and I have the pleasure to not only work with him, but uh, Dr. Paroli, Dr. Jason Paroli, um, who y'all said earlier, uh, is is my partner in the business. Uh, his wife is from Greenville, and my wife is from Clarksdale, where Dr. Paroli's from. So that's kind of how we got hooked up, and so it's just been a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be here, and I will say it's amazing how I'm seeing the growth of Fernando in our practice right now. It's 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 busy, a lot of uh, new patients, and and it just comes to show how much growth is happening all around us every day. And when we talked a little bit off air, we talked about getting ready for this uh, opportunity, uh, getting ready to sit down with you. We wanted to split it maybe into kind of two parts. When it comes to your business, when it comes to parents out there or people out there that maybe listen to our podcast, listen to us right now, let's split it up. As a parent, give me three things. Uh, if you're talking about kids, give me three things. I mean, you know, all the myths, all the different stuff, whatever. Give me maybe the three most important things. If I'm a parent, which all three of us in this room are, mm-hmm. give me the three things that you would tell a parent, whether their kid's five years old to 15 years old, what would you tell them? Diet, diet, diet. Wow, okay. It is. So it's food. It is what you eat. It is It is sugar. When it, it is, comes to your teeth. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. There's so much to it. You can brush and floss 100 times a day. If you were drinking soft drinks, if you were drinking uh, sweet tea, if you were having all that in your mouth, there is going to be issues there. All right. and, and well, you just described Derek's entire diet it, right there. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> That's all yes uh, 100%. Uh, number two, uh, to kind of piggyback on that, is getting them in. You know, it's it's one of those things the American uh, Dental Association recommends getting your child in within about six months of, of having their first tooth or around the age of, of one, which people ask me all the time, do I really need to bring my child in then? Well, it's more of a conversation about what we talk about. We're, we're talking about diet. We're talking about good habits. We're talking about what to expect as a parent when teeth come in. Are we freaked out because we've got a bump in their gum? You know, what's going on there? So at Set Up Family Dental Care, for instance, we'll see children, um, you know, a couple years old all the way up to our, our older patients and and the really young ones you may want to go see uh, uh, a, a pediatric dentist but that being said we, we love seeing families especially me being here nine years it's been real neat seeing these kids grow I, there there's kids that I saw when I first got here that are now in college and have families and it kind of it, it kind of freaks you out a little bit yeah, gentlemen. I'm, I'm not gonna lie sure. it, it's kind of strange but yeah so you know we, we have the diet uh situation we have getting in and getting comfortable um with the dentist and one thing you i know you wanted to kind of talk about is how your dental health kind of affects your overall health and and, and it's true if, if you've got infection in your mouth if you've got periodontal issues that can affect your your long-term health and and how your how your body feels um day to day 
And that's speaking more like to adults. If we're speaking like you're talking about to those parents, but if you're speaking, if you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, you start to get into your sixties or seventies, like we have some of our listeners, it's important for them to pay attention to their dental health for what specific reasons. Can you give us that? You know, that there's, there's relationships to, to oral health, to diabetes, to cardiac issues. And, and, you know, I'm not going to get into the, the uh, specifics of that because I don't want anybody to cut the podcast off, but overall health is, is huge uh, when it comes to, to how, your mouth affects that. And, and when you take for granted your dental health, I mean, you're taking a chance. You're taking a chance sure. for your dental health to lead towards something else that could become such a much larger, you know, heart, heart conditions, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing about COVID that, that has been heartbreaking to see is a lot of the patients that were doing good coming in and, and then COVID happened, life stopped. It, it is insane what we're seeing right now with patients coming in and, and have neglected with the stress and with people deal with stress in different ways. Like we talked about earlier with that, a lot of carbonated drinks, things like that. And when they come in, you know, it, it, it's a situation that COVID has halted so much things and that includes dental health. And so one thing I really encourage is to try to get back in the rhythm um, of your day to day, be it your oral health or physician or, or whatever you're doing, get back in the rhythm. And you guys recommend at the dental clinic, you recommend twice a year? Yes, every six months. And uh, the uh, American Dental Association recommends getting um, x-rays once a year and getting a cleaning um, every six months. Yeah, so you talk about, you know, obviously, what's important. Talking about diet, you're talking about making sure that you come twice a year. Um, if you know, but they're also you also offer other services, um, and so some of the other things, kind of the ancillary things, which you know may or may not lead to uh, overall health, but it makes people feel better about themselves. Uh, I know that uh, kind of talk a little bit, uh, and we'll, I guess, look at um, you know two or three of them. The first one being to talk about the uh, the teeth whitening. You know, well, what, I, I tell you, it, before we get into all that, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. The good thing about Southern Family Dental Care is we're pretty much a one-stop shop. Um, Dr. Proly does Invisalign, which I know you want to talk a little bit about later. Um, I do dental implants uh, for patients. We do uh, root canals, fillings, uh, uh, whitening, um, veneers. It, it's it's amazing the amount of, of cosmetic work we've done the last year from people excited. You know, people are getting a little more disposable income with, with government help and things like that. So it's it's a real exciting time for us at DeSoto Family Dental Care. But like you said, with whitening, we do offer the Zoom whitening. Also, we have what I call the uh, whitening strips on steroids. They're, they're basically a, a prescription strength whitening that we have. And actually, through the month of March to June, and for our listeners, I'll actually, we can do this to July as well, um, we have 100 percent of our proceeds that go towards any whitening in the office be it the the zoom whitening the whitening strips 100 percent of that goes to the palmer home for children you that's actually awesome. write the check to, the to palmer. palmer home for children that's awesome. so that's awesome. um we usually end it in june but because we're talking about it now i made the executive decision let's let's pump it, pump it back to july <laughs> hey, so, your, uh, your phone's going off we're always yeah, right. yeah yeah sorry sorry jason uh but uh, it, we, we, we actually lower the price, $100 for the Zoom and $50 for the whitening um, to try to encourage patients uh, to do that. It's great. Man, we, we've been partnering with the Palmer Home for years and years and years, and, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing we do every year. I think we've raised a little shy of $8,000 wow. um, th this year. Um, so like I said, 100% of that goes to the Palmer Home for Children. 
Now, what about Invisalign? Yes. Yeah, so um, briefly mentioned, kind of talk about I, that. I, I probably am not the the <laughs> the best one to talk about it because my last ortho case was 11 years ago in dental school. So, uh, but Dr. Paroli, actually, Dr. Seymour had been doing Invisalign for years and years and years, and Dr. Paroli has kind of taken that responsibility over, and he offers a free uh, consultation if you're interested, um, and it's basically clear liners that you wear you know, 22 hours a day and you take them out just to eat and drink and otherwise game on. And so they are clear liners. They're not brackets that are on your teeth, but yeah, he, uh, we have an intraoral scanner, which I know y'all talked about in the, in the ad read where basically he, he scans you. There's no molds there. We send it off to the, to the, uh, Invisalign company and they let us know time price and how many trays and all that it's a wonderful wonderful uh, uh deal for those patients that do not want to deal with the bracketing and things like that that you normally associate with teenagers right. you know young adults yeah all right the last one i want to talk about the ancillary are the which could be caused by poor you know dental health over the years sure. not going to dentist is actually having the dental implants um maybe the veneers that you talked about talk a little bit about what the process is for that and and uh you know how the patients come in and can, can get those so uh dental implants wise that is something that we've been doing for a little over three years at the office and it's just another another uh, service to offer um our patients but dental implants are, are huge for for especially my patients that have dentures Lower dentures especially. I, when I do lower denture uh, implants, I have patients that literally bear hug me when we're done. It, it, it's a life-changing deal. For the normal patient, if you had a tooth that broke or, or a situation where you have a missing tooth or going to have a missing tooth, an implant is the perfect option. Um, the negatives on implants are time. Uh, you have to let that implant integrate into the bone, but otherwise it is a wonderful, wonderful option uh, for patients. Three, you know, outside of the normal cleanings, outside of the normal, the checkups, making sure that the diets are right. These are all other services you can offer that once people maybe have good mouth health, they can make it better, make, make it appear better. Or if they have had poor mouth health in the past that they're now caught up on, that you can replace teeth that may have fallen out for other reasons or have it been pulled for other reasons. And so, again, just a, a great a great all-around office that you have here in Hernando. You know, I'll tell you, too, one thing before we, we change subjects. Tell every single patient when they come in, I don't care if it's been six months, I don't care if it's been 20 years, and you're embarrassed, you, you don't want anybody to, to, to judge you, I promise you, our office is welcoming, I tell patients all the time, we're in a judge-free zone. The fact that you are at my office wanting to change, wanting to get better, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And well, we, look, we want I, to put you in the right position. And look, that. I'll tell a, a story on myself, when I came to Hernando, I had not been to the dentist for at least five or six years, you know, because I was at, I was in Olive Branch, didn't know anybody, didn't feel comfortable, moved to Hernando, still didn't know anybody, had not met Dr. Seymour yet. And so when Jason started, you know, he was my neighbor. And so about, I don't know, probably the second or third year we were here, kind of met with Jason and finally said, you know what, I got to get back on the dentist. And it had been four or five years. Sure. I was a little, you know, I was, I wasn't really embarrassed. I, in fact, I think I only had a couple of cavities, but I had more teeth wear from brushing too hard. Uh, there was a tooth that had an issue that he had to deal with that was pretty uh, from from past uh, past um, wisdom teeth kind of you know crashing into sure. it mm-hmm. and so he did I mean it was over about a two or three month time period where I had to go in there several times to kind of get caught up he filled in the the, the holes that I had with the teeth wear the couple cavities that I had and I've been going there ever since 
He's still talking to me. So, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, so my mouth was not the best, but now I am going twice a year. And we've talked about it before. Y'all are the dentist of the UTW podcast. And uh, again, I do that and I'm able to stay on top of things going forward. Hopefully I can continue with good teeth. But again, I, I did have that four or five year gap was not happy about going in, but now, you know, couldn't be happier with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and like I said earlier, I'm, I'm proud of patients when they come in and, and they want to make a change. They want to get back on the right track. And so our goal is to make self-maintainable health at home. We want to do everything we can. So when you go home, you can take care of everything that we did. Yeah. We all three have a good friend of mine that says all the time, no matter what you think you're walking into, they've seen worse. Absolutely. Period. They've seen worse. Absolutely. I mean, from dental school and some of the things that they have to deal with in dental school, whatever. Absolutely. They have absolutely seen worse. You mentioned the philanthropic side of DeSoto Family Dental Care just a moment ago. We're going to switch gears a little bit because you have been a big part of mine and Derek's life for this standpoint. You have been a member of the Crew of Fernando, our men's charity group that we've been a part of uh, since the beginning. You've been a member of that since your time here, here in Hernando. I have. I, yep. I mentioned. I have. Yeah. So, so I'll lead into. I mentioned your uh, first weekend in Hernando. Actually, wasn't even my first. Oh, oh, it, it was yeah. a a uh, visit. Right. Actually. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're interviewing, interviewing, and, for and interviewing. The FDC, right. If you say. Yes. So, yeah. You and Ann Christopher came to town. Uh, like you mentioned, Colin Tackett, a good, another good friend of the show. You came to town for, and I think Colin just tells you, hey, guys, you got to bring uh, you know, a tuxedo and a nice dress. Sure. And uh, we've got something to go to. So our first, our inaugural Mardi Gras ball that we ever had included Brian and Ann Christopher Trotter there just seeing what they thought of Fernando. What else did it include, uh, <laughs> Mr. Crane? <laughs> well, it included you uh, putting on a show on the dance floor. Um, that was uh, memorable. Uh, Big Lane. Uh, that was maybe that may be the last time Derek actually danced at the <laughs> Monaco. <Mardi Gras> <laughs> so, uh, but it, it, it included you having a great time, having a lot of fun. Um, Let, let's let's just go let's ahead. not bury the lead. I mean, it, it was an excellent worm was that a, I think yeah. got me the job. Like I mean, a, let's be real. I mean, I think Jason's wife was impressed. Yeah, Sydney said, "Wow, that, <laughs> it, that's the most." Ab- I think she was most impressive. I think she was very impressed, and and I ruined a tuck shirt uh, doing that. You uh, ruined the shirt? I, oh yeah, man. I didn't know but, this. I mean, come on, man! You got the dance floor, and oh, everybody's that, having a great we time. Mopped, and we mopped the armory floor well, three times. I, I, well, <laughs> you know, there may or may not have been an accident that night. No, that was the second one. That was the second one. That was the second. We'll talk. That's another story. Yeah, yeah, that's another story. So anyway, that that uh, I to this day believe that got me the job. So. So thank you, Crew Fernando. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's that's very interesting. So your first weekend, Crew Fernando Mardi Gras ball. I think you know, I won't say it got you the job, but I will say it it, it definitely showed others, and it showed Jason and Cindy and and, and the team there, uh, and it's, it just showed you a good person. You know, a good good person that's uh, not thinking too much of themselves or sure. whatever. And that, that's kind of what I felt about. It. But I never will forget. Like, hey, who's that guy? Hey, who's <laughs> that guy? <laughs> who's that guy having a good time? Oh man, you know? that, that's the way you say that is just fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, so you came to you come to Hernando and, and joined DFDC. And look, fast forward nine years later, the crew of Hernando. You are the current president of the crew of Hernando. For many of our listeners that might not know, many of our listeners do know, crew of Hernando is a men's charity group that was started uh, roughly a decade or, or more ago. It started from a Bible study. Uh, Derek and I had this idea to kind of put some some things together. Uh, we mentioned it to 40, 50 guys. Uh, we started on our journey of philanthropy, started on our journey of of just, you know, having a good time, but at the same time, outliving our legacies. What is live a legacy? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Is what we were wanting to do. So tell us, what has that part been uh, for you, Trotter, over the last decade uh, here in Hernando? What, what does the crew of Hernando mean to you? Well, I'll tell you what, I want to brag on y'all a little bit because you- on the podcast, y'all y'all try not to to put yourselves 
as the as the story. And the crew Fernando was, forgive me if I'm wrong, y'all two started it, right? Y'all are pretty much the founding fathers, correct? But we had we had help. I mean, yeah. we had help. We, it was a, we had instant a meeting. help. Yes, yeah, we had a meeting uh, at Matt's house when we were kind of brainstorming this ten or eleven years ago. Um, we, it was in April. I know it was April of that year. We uh, kind of sat down and we invited some guys and into this. Said, "Hey, look, this is what we're kind of thinking about based off the Bible study. It was was called Outlive Your Life." Right, I'll live your um, life. And we kind of sat down and said, "Hey, look, this is something that we think we can do here." And we, but we wanted to, you know, and the, I guess the the. What came from Matt and I was the crew aspect of it. We were very familiar. I'm from uh, southwest Mississippi. He's from Louisiana uh, with um, crews, you know, K-R-E-W-E, for those of y'all that are trying to think about how to spell that. Uh, crews, the Mardi Gras crews that go around. But, you know, they, they raise money for themselves. They raise money to, you know, build their floats, have their parties, and all, you know, and getting ready for Mardi Gras. But we were saying, let's, let's do the same thing. Let's have a same theme. But instead of keeping the money for ourselves, let's give it all away. Absolutely. And that's what – and so we invited some guys. So, yes, we had an initial idea, but we did have a lot of help uh, from that meeting that went at, at Matt's house uh, that April, and then it kind of grew from there. Isn't that crazy? First meeting just started a group of guys. Now what? We have 80, 80 plus members. Right. We've raised yeah. how much money? Right. We, we've given away over a half million dollars in the last decade, yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, over a half million dollars in, of, of stuff to whether it be to teachers, whether it be to Palmer Home, whether it be to uh, just a number of well, different library, libraries, the Southern County Schools. We've given away Hernando Parks. Yeah, backpacks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, it really has. Um, but again, you've been a big part of that because you've served on the board numerous times. Right. Currently serving as the president. Uh, we've got something coming up next week that as the president of the crew of Fernando, uh, going to be special to you. Your kids are in, one of your kids are in school now. Yep. Uh, so DeSoto County teachers hernando teachers specifically a very big part of that that's one of the reasons we want to get get with you now your opportunity to sales pitch next thursday at the hernando golf and rec club so it is going to be the inaugural crew golf scramble um, we call t off for teachers and i wish i could brag on myself and say that i have really headed up this but <laughs> i'm not a golfer yeah kind of like you gentlemen right sure. where actually you golf yeah, a little I'm bit yeah 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 um <laughs> but uh we we are going to start a golf tournament which i'll be honest with you has been a goal of ours yes, for yes. a couple of years and we just thought why not let's do it now and so i really have to give the credit to uh one chris ware yes um who has just taken this and run with it. And he has done such an incredible job. And also, Billy Sears has really stepped up and, and helped take a little bit of the load off Chris. And so, those two guys are kind of the point guys. I'm the yes, sir, yes, man, you know, whatever I can do to help, I want to do. And so, we're really excited about this. 100% of the proceeds will go to teach Hernando Teachers and Hernando Teacher Grants. We normally help about... A dozen grants a 12, year? 12 to 15. Yes. Yeah, 12 to 15. and our goal, we want to take care of all, all of them. Absolutely. That's our goal. So a little bit about the tournament. It is going to be Thursday, the 15th of July, and it starts at 11 o'clock for our registration. At 11.30, we will have food, and 12 o'clock, we will have the start. Our goal is roughly 5 o'clock, we're thinking, Around five, we're going to have a, a raffle um, it's raffle tickets that you can buy, which we will be giving away prizes for that. Um, our our friend Matt Crane here will be the, the DJ that's, that's going to be keeping things going. And we just encourage anybody to come on out. And, and if you're not playing, because unfortunately I believe that it is, it is 
full yes. when it comes to the teams, which we're working on that next next year, I promise. Um, well, again, that, it's a cart issue. It's not, yes, a, it's not a we don't want more teams issue. Exactly. That's exactly right. We The cart deal is something we have tried to remedy with no luck. But like I said, next – look, this is our first year. Inaugural. There's so much we're going to learn. There's so much that we can do better next year. So right now – we're excited. We're fired up about it. And once again, I want to shout out to Chris Ware and Billy Sears because they are just just killing it. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, y'all come on out. Hernando Golf and Racket Club. Like I said, 12 o'clock start. Around 5 o'clock, we'll be um, raffling uh, prizes and and just great time to come and, and hang out and – that's it. I mean, yeah, no, that's yeah. it. no. I mean, Big Lane's coming. That's that's the key thing. He's going to come. Absolutely. And you're staying past five o'clock, by the way. You're staying <laughs> past five o'clock. No, 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 no. I'll be helping the registration table. You'll be at the registration table yeah. and kind of emceeing things. And uh, just, I, I'm could not be happier about it. I'm so. I mean, again, fingers crossed for the weather. Always fingers crossed. Absolutely. For the weather. We and do have, there we, is a rain date. A rain date. Thank you so much. Um, I, off the top of my head, June 29th. Thank rain you. Date two weeks from it. Thank yes, you. June okay. 29th would be the rain date. Should it get rained out? But we're hoping and praying that that doesn't happen. Yeah, so yes. you have that, and I mean, it's it's going to be great. And again, as we said, if you are not playing, please come out. Come on out. Um, it, first of all, the country club does offer lunch, so yeah. you can come out. But also, I mean, come out for the the raffle. Well, if you're um, a member of the country club and you go to the pool, it's great yeah, to go to the pool. You can have yes. music in the background. It's right there. And then, uh, you know, we've sold, you know. Golly, dozens of hole sponsors. Uh, if you're a hole sponsor, come out see your sign. Yeah. You'll come out. Uh, we have tent sponsors that'll be out there. So again, I think it's gonna be a great day. I think it's gonna be a great event. And I agree with you. You know, usually we have 40 to 44 teachers from Hernando that do put in for the grants. I would love to be able to yes. uh, fund all those. But if not all of them, I would love to double the number we did for the sure. first year. If we yeah, get absolutely. to 30, I I would be ecstatic. Right. Because what happens is if if we can get to 25, the remaining 20. Go back into the That's DeSoto right. County pot, and they get have a better chance of getting. This funded. is all through the DeSoto Economic Council. Exactly, DeSoto Economic um, and Council. So, if you heard the uh, the. Uh, excellence program that they have uh, there. That's what they these you know. This is kind of what we usually give the money toward. But because we have a working relationship with them, we are allowed to you know have the money go to the uh, Hernando teachers only, and that lessens the you know the, the number of teachers available for the rest of the money that that companies donate. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going on like maybe year eight or so of this. Then I think I'm okay in saying this that the crew of Fernando has been the largest. Grantor of wishes, grantor of grants. Yeah, Grant, Granger was doing more Granger, than yeah. us every year, and that was ten thousand a year. Yes, but they stopped doing it. Yes, at least two or three years ago. Correct. So we probably have surpassed them by now. Yeah, yes, I would agree with that. Well, Brian, before we wrap up, let's visit a little bit more about the crew of Fernando. Some of the different things that we talked about. We mentioned the Mardi Gras ball that we do roughly every February and March that has raised tens of thousands of dollars, yes. hundreds of thousands. And it will of dollars. be back next year. Yes, yes we will. absolutely. We will be. We will be having our tenth annual Mardi Gras ball in February of this year. Uh, by God, we're going to have it. <laughs> You know, this is actually, this will probably be the first time that we can say the word mask in DeSoto County and people be okay with it, but that's going to be happening in February. Really looking forward to that. It'll be our 10th annual, even though it's in our 11th year because we had to skip last year. So looking forward to that. What other things do you enjoy, uh, Bryant? Uh, some of the other events with that the crew of Fernando does that, uh, you know, speaks to your family. I love the, the fellowship of the crew. We have a lot of people in the crew that are in membership or excuse me, in leadership positions. You know, Derek named a few, um, earlier during the, um, um, Hernando News. It's just a great group of guys. It's a very diverse group of guys. It's a wonderful, wonderful group, and we're really making a difference in Hernando. It, it, it's it's a wonderful thing that you gentlemen started. So thank y'all. Um, I, hopefully, I don't 
mess it up for the next no, year. No, absolutely our years. pleasure. No, absolutely our pleasure. Again, you know, we came from a Bible study that Derek and I had done, and then literally on the phone with one another, like, hey, I had this idea, and, and we were kind of both having the same thought. So it came together. Uh, we do a, a Santa Claus caravan that, uh, you know, people yep. enjoy so much. Uh, Derek, that's something that's Derek. It's very important to Derek uh, in December. Um, you know, we've, we've given away, you know, tons and tons of money and stuff like that. And again, we're not trying to sit here and brag about it from a standpoint. What we are trying to do to our listeners is, hey, if you see something that we're doing, Doing, uh, support it. Every dime, $5, $500, $5,000 that you might give to the crew of Hernando goes to a Hernando charity. And look, we set up kind of city limits. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And we had to kind of do it and do it that way because what, we, what Derek and I hoped for is that South Haven and Olive Branch and Horn Lake, we hoped they would have their own men's groups right. by this point. They don't, you know, neither here nor there. It's okay. But uh, don't think of it as a, hey, I, I, I'm not a member, so I shouldn't be involved. It's a way for maybe we can do all the hard work if you'll just open up your pocketbooks, you know, this type thing when it comes to uh, supporting tournaments, uh, Santa Claus caravan, stuff like that. Well, Brian, we really appreciate you sitting in with us, talking more about DFDC, talking more about the crew of Fernando, uh, things that are important to you and important to your philanthropic side uh, here locally. But uh, let us uh, let me circle back to do a couple things, facts that people may not know that I'm going to give you a hard time about. Oh, boy. You and I are in a band together. We are. Yeah, we are. Well, we used to. We, uh, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, until you officially break up and don't go on tour anymore, you're still in the band. <laughs> you're still – until we – until are a hiatus. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. We're, we're pursuing other uh, you know, things, uh, individual artist stuff. Uh, but you and I play together uh, in a band. Uh, um, you know, we joke around. Uh, we play with a – lovely young lady that we are really good friends with. Uh, she was Miss Pontotoc. Absolutely. <laughs> just a great, uh, we just play behind her. You know what I'm saying? We just play behind her, but we love her to death and uh, look forward to doing more of that coming up here. Um, you started your music career. You started playing music in high school. You were the head of a band in high school. Tell us about that. What was the name of your high school band? The name of the band, drum roll please, Even Flow. Even Flow, obviously even flow. A, a tribute to Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam reference. and Pearl their hit Jam. song. Yeah. Correct, oh, well, correct. Wait, is Even Flow available for the Mardi Gras Ball next year? For the I, right I price. Can, as, an opening that, act, as an opening act, can we have Even Flow on the stage? I can work on that. And actually, <laughs> uh, let, let, let's, let's circle back on that a little bit. So of the Even Flow alum, uh, one of them is a professional musician. He's been on... Uh, He's been on The Voice. He's been on uh, American Idol as a as a musician. He has toured with Lisa Marie Presley and with Dwight Yoakam. And that is one Jameson Hollister, okay. who actually uh, moved to DeSoto County not so long ago. Um, they just had uh, their first child. And, and so Jameson has made it further in his musical career than me. Wait, you were the lead and he's the one that made it that far? Uh, he, he was the one with the talent. That's Is it. He, what's, what's he play guitar? That's it. Uh, he he plays literally anything with strings. Wow! And uh, he for American Idol and for um, the Voice, he played the pedal steel, and that's what he played in Dwight's band wow, and okay. Lisa Marie's band. And um, also another one of our guys, Garland Burton, is actually a musician out in uh, Aspen, Colorado. Last I uh, last I, I, I checked with him, so four, yeah. p- four piece band, three piece, five? Uh, four. Uh, another guy, Josh Gollum, he is a logger, I believe, in Texas. Okay, now, so, so you had yep. you had you had guitar, bass, uh, lead drum. guitar, drum. Okay. All right. Yeah, man. It was fun. We, we were a, a terrible high school <laughs> garage band. It was it was great. Did was you play did you play for the love of the music or for girls? Which one? Be honest. Uh a little bit of both. A little bit of let's both. Say. Yeah. Let absolutely. me ask you if you have a high school band, a decent high school band, uh-huh. that doesn't hurt with the ladies. It doesn't. It I doesn't. But but you know, at the end of the day, 
you want to do something different, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, it, 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 you're not any good, right? But that's okay. No, no. Here's the thing: you're, it's great. You're not any good, but you're a thousand times better than that clown that can't play guitar, can't get up there and sing, or that you. or that's that it. won't get up there and sing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I joke with you all the time. I DJed in high school. I'm telling you, all that happened was my dad just bought me the equipment. That's all that happened. Yeah. He just happened to do it, and I knew how to hit play on a CD player. And I just let Keith Sweat and Joe to see, and, uh, you know, R. Kelly. I know I can't. Fantastic. You can't, you can't talk about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah R. Kelly's been canceled. He's been canceled. He's been canceled. He's been canceled. But he, he didn't get canceled in 1994. No. I tell you that. No, 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 no. <laughs> he did not get canceled. He, he was doing what he got canceled exactly. for. Exactly. That's a whole other show right there, my friend. Well, Brian, we appreciate you coming in, visiting with us, spending Absolutely, some time bud. with us this morning on the YouTube w podcast we hope you had a good time um just be sure we we ask everybody that sits in with us at the how to barbecue right shop studios um beautiful studio correct it's incredible in here. Y'all, y'all, y'all guys have done great. Y'all have done great. We're getting there. We're getting. We're there. getting there. We're getting there. I like to toot. Uh, I'd, I'd like to joke. We around. need a fan. Right. We need a fan. Better landlords, maybe the way to go. Possibly. Better landlords Possibly. could be the way to go. But again, we appreciate it, and I hope you Thank had you a guys. good time and, and a lot of fun. Well, look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the UTW podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. If you enjoy our show, please give us a five-star review wherever you can hear our voice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Find your button to hit, give us a five-star review. And if you give us a five-star review, we will give you a shout out on the show. Also, find our brother podcast, OB Pod. That's OB Pod, simply stands for Olive Branch. They drop a show every Monday morning. OB Pod on wherever you can hear my voice. Find them as well, OB Pod. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, Brian, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. And I'm Brian. Join us next time under the water tower.